Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, true creators, and welcome back to the podcast. I have my very good friend, Monique Gomez, here as a guest today. And this is this at least the second time I've had you on the podcast. Um, I can't even remember, but Monique is going to be here talking about embodiment. And um, so, Monique, will you say hi and introduce yourself? Say a little bit about yourself. Yes, yes. Um, so, hello, True Creators. Uh, my name is Monique Gomez. I am a somatic-focused educator and coach. And I, my specialty and what I love teaching about is merging embodiment and sensuality or sexuality and the erotic. Um, so I have been studying embodiment for many, many years. I teach movement. I've done a lot of somatic practices, massage, you know, just yoga. My thread is very long in this <laughs> space. <laughs> and I'm bringing Tantra practices into it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me at the moment. I but love I'm that. so grateful to be on your podcast, Allison. Yeah. You know, it's funny, just a little background before we hit record. I was talking to Monique and I was like, you know, what am I introducing you as now? Because there is, there's this common thread with you. You're always embodied. You're always really cued into helping people with their eroticism, you know, and how all of that weaves together. And you bring in so many elements, like you have a really, it, it all comes together and you have a very wide variety of tools and things that you've studied and things that you have come to know as your own intuitive, you know, guide in this process. And Monique and I actually met at a pole dancing studio in Santa Fe where um, I was teaching pole and you were, weren't you teaching something as well? Yeah. So I was teaching bar at the time. Okay. okay. So, yeah. I, I teach bar. I, you know, I used to teach yoga. I think I taught yoga a few times. But yeah, Allison was my first actual pole teacher. And then I just like fell in love with pole and I became a teacher. And it was just, yeah, we started collaborating with with uh, conscious sexuality work. And that's really what um, came brought us together. Yeah, I still remember. I walked into the studio. I saw you. I think it was maybe the like the second or third time I'd seen you. And I just got this download and I said, Monique, we need to work together. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I remember that specific day. And I was like, oh, hello. Sure. <laughs> totally. Totally. And here we are many years later. So what are you, you know, I find this so, so powerful bringing in the embodiment, especially in the realms of spirituality, because this has been so much of my path and my journey 
And as I was telling you earlier today, many of my friends are very embodied, including you. And so I'd love to hear your take on why is this so important? Why are you compelled to bring this in and teach this? Mm. Yeah, so for me on my journey, I lived very disembodied for a really long time. And I felt like I was so sensitive in the world, right? Like I remember being very young and feeling like overwhelmed being here. Um, highly, highly sensitive. Um, many experiences that were pretty traumatic, you know, happened as I was younger. It, and I didn't know how to understand that in my body. I didn't know what to do with this information. And the way our culture tends to hold that space and that unknowing is to numb it somehow. And the way that I was kind of taught was, you know, I started using alcohol as my big number space where I could feel like I could at least function. Right. And then it brought me to this point where I had to kind of make a choice. Like, am I going to be on the planet or not basically? And when I made that choice, it felt like my entire um, understanding of what being here meant and what came through was you have to be in your body. You have to be physically like grounded here as sensitive as you are and you have to feel. So the thing with embodiment that can be so uncomfortable is it requires us to feel the experience and the present moment, right? We have to be aware of what is actually happening in this present space. And that can be really uncomfortable, (laughs) you know? And um, so that kind of brought me to where I started really studying. Um, I was always pretty athletic or in my body in some way. Like I had a lot of energy to be in my body, but without the awareness. And I think when those two things came together, it changed things for me. Um, And then working with breath, you know, was one of my biggest teachings too, because breath is life. And so like realizing that, oh, there's a quality that I can touch on in a new way that can actually drop me down into my body by using my breath. Mm -hmm. And it helps me helps all the chaos, all the like energy that said that tends to be floaty up here. It helps it come down into my root. Really beautiful. I want to just backtrack a tiny bit because I think this is really significant. You said that you sort of had this awareness of being in your body and feeling the moment, right? Mm -hmm. And when you experience that, can you Can you talk about that transition? Because I think that's the gateway for a lot of people, right? It's like, okay, we're, oh, I get it. Okay, I need to be embodied, right? And then we actually feel it. And what is that gateway? What is that? What is that like? What was it like for you? And what do you see with the people that you work with? I love that question because I think it's, I think the way people experience it, it can be very different and unique to each person. But the theme that I kind of feel happens is there's a, there's a point of fear, right? Mm -hmm. That that can come 
through that's like, and beyond that is the gateway. So we understand it. We understand, you know, oh, I need to be in my body. I need to love my body. I need to do these things. And you can sit. But the way I experience it, I really do. I feel like it's a dropping down. Like, I don't know how else to experience it other than like, I feel like my energy drops to the center core of mama earth. Like she goes down into this space. And so like, there's a heaviness that I feel in my legs. There's like a, I feel my belly a lot. Like I'm like, Whoa, here's, here's my belly space. And that's for me, uh, letting my abdomen release and also bring breath into it was really scary. And when I allowed it to happen, that's what helped me drop even deeper into like the moment. Because I was always holding in my in my belly. Like I was always like holding it in, holding tight, the anxiety, the I'm not sure. And when I let it be soft and let it kind of expand, it helped me drop down. I love that. Yeah. You know, I, it's really interesting because that is such a, a, it's a gateway. It's such a juncture, right? And we really do need that when we're starting to understand the embodiment. Cause I think a lot of people, I know I was <laughs> I mean, like just very not connected with my physical self for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. I would say up until the moments of my awakening, I remember And I tell this to a lot of people. I remember when my aura, my energy body actually touched the ground. Like I remember it because it happened in my twenties, right? It was a very noticeable moment. And there is that fear. It's almost like the fear kind of reminds me of like, I've been scuba diving once, right? And I went underwater and all of a sudden I panicked and I was like, wait, 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 right? Um, And I guess the difference is that when we do it in the physical, it's actually more natural. You know, my guides have told me entering the new means no resistance, like have no resistance. Mm -hmm. And to me, that just, it still boggles me. It's still something that I'm walking into. What does it mean to not resist anything in life, you know, Mm -hmm. and to trust, to trust this vessel, to trust myself that much. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the trust, like, how do we find that trust? Mm. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is like, I love what you say about resistance because to me in resistance, like letting go, like this piece of letting go has to happen in order for the resistance to kind of go away, right? Like you have to kind of make space and trust that you, you're still, you have to trust yourself, I guess, is like really the trusting piece that I had to, to learn, you know, like I had to trust, trusting even that my body was on my side rather than against me. You tell know. me more about that. That's common. I hear that. Please tell, go into yeah. that. <laughs> right. Yeah, like so fighting our bodies. Yeah. I think my understanding and kind of what I, what's come through often for me is there's constant, since we are little people, 
and we grow up in this certain cultural uh, bubble, I guess. Uh Tons of messages about how scary our body is. We give our power away to doctors very early on. Our parents aren't quite sure, typically, right, what to do with little people or little bodies. And so we, we are kind of taught to defer our power to somebody else. And in that deferment, we lose trust in ourselves. Uh, we lose trust so in the like, power. Almost immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's a process to trust ourselves again. For me, it's been, it was many years to trust my body. And it was working with, with doctors or, or other professionals or, or people who kind of specialize in certain things to where I was learning from them. But ultimately what I found is I had to listen to myself, right? So you can get the information and then you sit with it and you ask your body. So there, what built trust for me was actually my relationship with my body, asking it, okay, does this feel good? And then trusting what it says. And the way it speaks is through intuition. The way it speaks is through somatic, through the senses. And that's why somatic work is so important because that's how you're building your relationship and the communication with your body, right? It talks through the body. The body talks through senses, through feelings, uh-huh. sensations. Yeah. So it's, it's practicing cueing into that. And trusting that what is happening isn't just some fluky thing, but it's actually, oh, it's speaking to me. And so I can follow it and I can trust it. And it takes a lot of patience and practice. It does. Doing it little by little. Yeah. And I love, I love that the body speaks through the senses and we learn to trust it by cueing into that. And what I, um, what I've noticed, and this just reminds me of when I started to be embodied, I actually didn't feel tangibly, like physically did not feel, it wasn't like I, oh, I wasn't listening. I did not feel parts of myself. Mm-hmm. I would have sex and I barely felt it. And mm-hmm. I would even, you know, uh, I'll be a little bit <laughs> vulnerable here and say, I used to go into some more I would say violent territory with my sexuality, Mm -hmm. not that there's anything wrong with any types of play. Right. Mm -hmm. But we want to be conscious with it. And Mm -hmm. I was going there because I couldn't feel my body. Right. There was a lot of actions that I was taking and ways that I was behaving with my body because I couldn't really feel it. Right. So, you know, I was doing the same thing. I was, you know, um, using drugs and drinking and I was having sex and I, you know, I was really experimenting with life. And so it all comes together and it's all perfect. But the way that I know myself now and know what actually works for me, those are not things that I would do because, you know, I was really doing those things because I couldn't feel myself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so the process of building my relationship with myself now, I recognize my sensitivity is off the charts, right? Like a lot of those actions, I don't even know that I could take at this point because of how sensitive I am. Like I can now engage with someone sexually from across the world and have it be just as strong and just as powerful as actual touch. The sensitivity that I've built, you know, and to go into the physical, like I, I have 
a lot of physical sensitivity that I'm just like, oh, now I love my body and I love that sensitivity. Um, and to me, physical and energetic, there's really a blend, right? Like my body doesn't necessarily end here. It's like an energetic orb, right? <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I have to delineate that or tell people that because I kind of refer to it as the same thing, like, oh, my body, because I can feel you out here, you know. But so maybe even in relation to that, can you go into the senses? Like, how can we tap into the physical aspect of ourselves to gain that trust, to build that sensitivity and awareness, or maybe even to, to navigate the sensitivity? Because I think maybe I don't, I hope I didn't just scare people telling people like, now I'm really sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, so how do we know? Yeah. Well, I I just want to say a few things um, when you're talking about this, like blending, because being embodied, I kind of hold it as like the energetic body is also a part of that being embodied. So there, we're never just, I'm never speaking just completely of like the physical body, like the, the five physical senses, right. Of like taste, touch, smell, sight, sound. Those are like the five physical ways our body is moving through the world. But then we also have that sixth sense of like the energy. Um, there's, you know, it could be even like the sense of the internal landscape as well. It could be a seventh sense, you know, like there's all of these. So sensuality is like the com- encompassing of all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so cultivating awareness around each sense is a good way to start. It can be a good practice, like focusing on um, uh what you're seeing, right? Like, okay, I'm, I'm really noticing the, the grain in my floorboard of a piece of wood or something like, and you're bringing your attention to that sense. So the tension is actually the key that unlocks what's happening. And that's so, or you're tasting, you know, a cup of tea and it's like closing your eyes one thing that helps when you're trying to practice getting to know each sense is to kind of put other senses away, if you will. So using blindfolds, covering your ears, you know, things like that, always in a safe space where you can, if this is going to be the practice to where you can bring the attention even deeper, getting to know that even more and then noticing So that's like, you can do that with each of the five senses, like I said. And also one thing that I do often is just taking a moment to feel kind of do a body scan or just find a piece of part of my body. Like I'll often go to my belly space and I'll be like, oh, what is my belly feeling, feeling right now? Right. So that's one way I cultivate it too. It's like, what? oh, right now it feels a little tight or I feel a little, you know, at the beginning, I was a little nervous. Like I felt a little like the sensation of um, like jitters you know? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. because it's <laughs> like, oh, I'm just noticing. And then it's just the noticing of it. And that's all it is. That's it. You don't have to do anything because I think that's a misconception is embodiment isn't about doing. It's about noticing. Oh, 
Say it again for the ones in the back. That's, that's so good. So we are just like, we are overdoers. We are, and what embodiment is, is being. It's being with ourselves. It's noticing. And that's the, it's like the simplest thing to remember. And my, I had a teacher who always said that. It was like, we don't have to learn anything here. We have to remember. And that's all. Our body knows. We know. We just have to remember. Mm, that's powerful. That's so yummy too. Like, ugh, I love feeling that a lot of times when you say something that really hits me, I feel it, right? I'm like, yeah, I get that one all the way through my system. And, you know, I mean, just again, to, to speak to before we hit record, I've been running around all day, Monique. I know you've had a crazy couple of days. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot going on always, right? And we got on this call and I said, girl, can we just breathe? And we just sat and we just bead, right? We just were, we just existed until I felt that sensation of, you know, if I'm not at that neutral point, I know that I can't be of service to others. And I know that what I desire most is to be of service to others. And so if I'm running around crazy and I'm not actually embodied and I'm not feeling myself and I'm not present, right? In that presence, in the body, in the system, in this moment, then actually everything I'm doing is just like a squirrel running around in a hamster, a hamster running around in a hamster wheel. A, well, you know, it could be a squirrel too. <laughs> A squirrel or a hamster. Either way. We're... Yeah. Maybe they're both in there. I think that's yeah. my There's like a squirrel on this side. There's a hamster on this side. All kinds of chaos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like a Ferris wheel in there. So <laughs> there's a lot going on. But when I can bring myself into that center point, that's when I'm able to actually, that center point of presence is, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just really, really nice um, to be able to be in that space, to be able to know what that feels like. And it does take practice. There were times, you know, and I like, it's so nice to have friendships where that's where we can go. Like, there's nothing in me that said, you know, Monique's going to think you're really weird if you need to sit still for a minute. Right. Of course she's like, yes, thank you. Right. And, and I say that because I know that for some people, whatever transition we're in, as we're in the awakening process, or we're coming more into the body, which is part of it, right? Sometimes we're like, oh, that's really weird. And it is so nice to be at the place where not only do I not think it's weird, but I've built the connections in my world to also like, you're embodied, we're, we're embodied, this is actually good, you know? So I just kind of want to put that out there for people who are still in the transition where they're like, am I being a big weirdo by like loving my body or by sitting still and, and cueing into what I feel, you know, that can be seen as weird when we're first doing it. Yeah. And I'm always like, be weird. (laughs) (laughs) I want to challenge that, you know, because I, and I get it. And I, I, cause I used to, I am so, I have that background of like, I did not want to be weird at all. I wanted to be cool, you know, like, like, no, don't, don't, yeah, don't be weird. Right. (laughs) And now it's like, 
yeah, it's sometimes it's taking the moment to just sit and and silent. And what happens is it can invite other people to do the same. And that's what I've noticed after a while. It's and, and what we were talking about earlier before the call was it's the slowdown. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I call it. It's like my slowdown. Mm-hmm. And different, I wanted to share this too, because there's different body cues that I have where I'm like, oh, I'm slowing down. One thing that I notice is when I'm coming, like I, I, if I'm sitting up or if I'm doing something, it's more like I'm head first, right? Like my uh, head is leading and I'm like, yeah. and then literally I trigger myself and I'm like, whoa, where's my pelvis? Oh, slow down. Come back. Come where's like, my pelvis? Yeah, where's my pelvis? Because it's like, am I, am I head leading? Am I where, heart leading? Am I grounded? Right. So those are kind of my three points that I always kind of check in with. And I notice when my pelvis is when my head is leading, my pelvis is tilting forward. Right. Like I'm everything's going forward, even like right now, closer to the camera. Ah. When I'm more neutral, it's like, oh, I my pelvis is neutral. My heart has more space to open because my head is behind me. Like my head is the last thing. It's like in line. The spine is like one of my set. I'm always checking in with what's my spine doing. And that's a, that's a beautiful way to, to start embodiment practices is just, Oh, where's my pelvis? Where's my head? (laughs) And notice those two places. Love that. What beautiful cues. You're so good at this. (laughs) This is really those are cues that I'm like, oh, right in this moment, I want to embody that. Where's my pelvis? Is it, how's it tilting? Where's yeah. My heart, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I don't want to be too brief with this, but I do, um, you know, want to share with people that you will be presenting at the book launch this Sunday, right? And so I know that you have lots more that you can share. And so if somebody wants a little bit more of that, they can tune into the book launch this Sunday. The book launch is for my newest book called Ecstatic Playground. And Monique, you're going to be sharing about embodiment, right? Yeah. And I'm going to be focusing it in um, the erotic, you know, because what, like you said earlier, sex is such a good way to get into your body or a way that people get into their body when they can't feel. And so working with that and talking about that a little bit more. Mm, I love that. My friend Bess says, uh, and I'm loosely quoting, but she says, sex isn't the only way to reach enlightenment, but it sure is the funnest way. (laughs) And I'm like, I need to connect the two of you. She's been on the podcast before as well. So Monique, where else can people find you? How can people get in touch with you? What are some of the things that you're offering? Yes. Yeah, so I, my website is moniquegomez.com. So it's just my full name. Um, you can always, you find me there. I have the list of what I do. I have my signature program is Sensuality School. I'm actually starting it next week, a summer session. And that's eight weeks for female-bodied people who are interested in going deeper in their sensuality. Um, but I do coaching. And I'm also um, on Instagram. 
It's underscore Monique Gomez underscore, which <laughs> right, I mean, TikTok. None of us- yeah, I'm like, I just that's where I'm at right now. And then, of course, <laughs> TikTok, mg.sensuality, and then Facebook is Monique Gomez. So um, I'm kind of trying to be everywhere, but my website, it kind of has it all. So check I it out. I love that. I love that. And I'm so, so grateful that we got to have this brief talk and that you're going to be at the book launch. And so all of you listening, go ahead and check the description box below either this video, if you're watching it on YouTube or below the podcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts. And thank you so much for being here, Monique. Thank you, Allison. It's always so lovely to have a chat with you. Yeah, you too. (laughs) You too. All right. Thank you, everyone. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the True Creator Podcast today. If you gained any insight or received benefit from anything that was shared, I would love if you would subscribe and leave this podcast a review. Also, be sure to check the show notes for anything that you may have missed and links to work with me or one of my guests. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next one.